Hello, and you are very welcome to Dan and Dara on Dublin South FM. I am Dara McNicholas, and tonight I am joined yet again <laughs> by the most amazing Kellyanne Evans from What We Saw from the Cheap Seats. Hello, Dara. How are you? I'm good. How are the Cheap Seats, Kellyanne? Oh, they're great. Yes. Really? Yeah. Lovely. Okay, so we got Ross in the box tonight as well. We're going, we we're going to hear from you later, later on when yourself and himself get together to give us uh, uh, fantastic movie reviews of... Uh, yeah, I don't... I just... I, Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. Is this some sort of moving on from Knives Out? Yeah, so it's, um, they're basically doing like turning, so Daniel Craig's character, Benoit Blanc, they're kind of turning him into a bit of a Poirot. So it's not a direct, it's not a sequel to Knives Out, but it's still Benoit Blanc going on and doing another mystery. So okay. it's still so connected. is it a bit like, I, did I see somewhere Guardians of, Guardians of the Galaxy, some sort of Christmas thing? They're doing a holiday special, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're doing more like, you know the way with like Poirot, how they do different films and stuff, and it's always him okay. being but a Shrek, detective. Shrek did something similar as well for Christmas, didn't he? Well, I don't think this is for Christmas. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it looked rather Christmassy in, in the, the sort of screen thing. Oh, maybe, yeah, I don't know. Ross will tell us all about it anyway, because he's, he's actually seen it and I haven't got Good, I can, got see him frantically, I can see him frantically Googling stuff there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everybody needs an expert. Oh, yes, yes, we do. Oh, boy. Yes, we have loads on tonight, actually, Kellyanne. Yes, we have a lot of stuff. Um, later on, I'll be telling you all of the entertainment news that's been happening in the week. We will be giving you other film reviews, like Darren mentioned earlier. Ross and I will be um, joining you once again for what we saw from the cheap seats, giving you reviews on Glass Onion and Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Lie to me. <laughs> we will also uh, tell you all of the films coming up, um, plays, all that kind of stuff. We'll be giving you what's going on this week. Um, and we have some music as well. Yes, there will be music. Um, Hinterland? No, yeah. actually, I was going to play Hinterland, actually, and I changed my mind. Yeah, because I couldn't find it. Oh, no. Yeah, well, I was, going to, I was actually going to play one of theirs. I was probably going to play Galway Bay or something like that. And I listened to it, actually. I listened to it earlier. It's bloody depressing. <laughs> so uh, I decided to go for LCD, uh, Drunk Girls, instead. Yeah, uh, great Which job. I know Ross is very happy about. But, mm. you know, Me too. That's, uh, well, that's okay, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then, yeah, we're going to have a bit of Alabama shakes um, yep. with future people. And uh, you have uh, Ladies' Choice, uh, so Ladies First. Yes, I do. So this is Aurora, Cure For Me. Oh, well, there you go. Kellyanne, I, lovely. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I do. I do. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a great old tune. Um, I believe Ross likes it too. He does, yes. He does, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm getting a thumbs up there. I'm surprised it was actually on my computer when I went looking for it. Um, so I must be cool too. Yeah. Uh, and that's okay. So, come on. Entertainment news. Bing, 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 bong. Yeah. <laughs> we had a lot of stuff happening this week. Now, this, this actually, news only came out about this. Um, last week, but Nikki Acox, who I know her from Supernatural, um, she's an American actor. She was uh, in Jeepers Creepers 2, Perfect Stranger, and she's also in the X Files, but she died aged 47 of leukemia. She actually died uh, in the Now six- I know Jeepers Creepers 2. Yeah. Right. Okay. You know her now, now I know who she is. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think she was also in, in Boy Meets World, if anybody watched that, but um, she died on the 16th. The news only came out last week. But yeah, 47 years old. Um, just absolutely crazy. I didn't even know that that she was sick, but I guess you know probably just kept it to herself. Yeah, that's yeah. it's terrible. Mm. 
Uh, slightly lighter news now. <laughs> yeah, how do you transition? <laughs> yes, that? I know. Mm. Probably shouldn't have gone with that first, but anyway. Um, <laughs> we had from here on in. <laughs> uh, Wednesday, which um, was the coming of age supernatural comedy horror series based on the character Wednesday Adams, who is from the Adams family. This was released on Netflix on Wednesday last week. Wow. They were going to release it on Friday, and I was quite disappointed. Then they changed it to Wednesday, so I was very happy about that. That would be a bit silly, no? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, there's people on the autism spectrum all over the world going, ah, no, not happening. No, 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 no. Wednesday, Wednesday. Thank you. I know because I, I heard the um I heard it on the radio last week. Um, they said, oh, um, and the and the series Wednesday is gonna come out on Friday, and I went, really? They changed to Wednesday, November twenty third, so it's out now. Um, the series stars Jenna Ortega, who is best known for You Season 2. She's in The Babysitter Killer Queen. She's also in the latest Scream. Um, and she was in Jane the Virgin, if anybody watched that as well. I know Ross and I are fans of that show. Um, so this follows uh, Wednesday. She attempts to master her emerging psychic powers and solve the mystery that entangled her parents 25 years ago. Uh, the series also stars Catherine Zeta-Jones as Morticia Louise uh, Guzman. Um, oh, is she now? Yeah, she she's Morticia. Right, okay. Yeah. Grant, who was Morticia before that in the movie? Oh, I don't remember Russell, no. Yeah. Okay, we can ask we'll, him later. Yeah, we'll ask him sure that. he'll have it. Yeah. No, I know. I, she, she was actually quite good at it. Yeah. She yeah, really, she was. She really yeah. fitted the part. She really did. Yeah. Um, well, I haven't seen this yet, but um, Morticia and uh, Luis Guzman as Gomez, Gomez, and they both look, they look the part anyway. And then there's also the return of Christina Ricci, who she's playing a different character, but of course she was the original um, Wednesday in the in the film. So then we have the Lele Toy Show was Friday coming back. It was actually the first year that I was able to watch it live. You were able to stay up. Yeah. You didn't fall asleep. Like. <laughs> I didn't fall asleep, but also I I it's the first year. This this is a year of first for me stuff. I'm able to watch at the weekend because I'm not working in retail ah, anymore. Weekends. Isn't that lovely? Small victories. Yes, exactly. So I was very happy to watch it. Hmm. Um, it was the first year since 2019 that they had a full audience, and nobody, you know, everybody was able okay. to just. And I just have to say as well, uh, Dan Airy, um, my partner in crime yeah. for Dan and Dara Doability, was actually working at it. He was. He yes. was. Um, and I'm not sure whether somebody was taking the Michael, um, but he was in charge of uh, ride-ons. Oh, really? Yep. <laughs> That's uh, great. That wasn't lost on me, I can tell you. <laughs> when, he, when he told me that, I didn't No, laugh. I'm sure, I'm sure um, you got a good laugh out of that. Yeah, anyway. no, I thought we'd, yeah, next week we have a chat with Dan, he's going to come in, it's going to be our last show next week. Uh, so Dan's making a, a triumphant return for that. Yes. So I have so many questions about RTE <laughs> and how he's been getting on out there. Um, what did you think of it though that you did see it now I have to say hands up I haven't seen it oh really I, I just I can't be bothered I think it's 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 just too much um, X Factor with the oh, I'm only here because um, my great great granddad died um, and he said I should always go and sing it's gotten a bit too heart stringy it wasn't really actually this year really? it felt different yeah no it really did um, the great news was the Toy Show Appeal raised over 3 million euro for charity. Um, Good. Yeah, I don't think Revolut crashed. I know Revolut crashed last year. I think they learned. Yeah, This they year broke it. it was on, yeah, they broke it. Um, Tuberty actually took to Instagram after the show. I have the post here, which Dan is actually in the picture now that I'm looking at it. Deadly. Um, <laughs> oh, Dan. Tuberty said, uh, it takes a village um, and in brackets on a munchkin land. 
Thank you to the tremendous team behind the scenes for making magic. Thanks to all the children for making the country smile and laugh and cry. And thank you for watching The Madness. Next up, Christmas. So I thought that was really nice. And so Dan's which, in that picture which, as well. Uh, which Wizard of Oz was it? <laughs> oh, yeah, we, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it was yeah. actually... Yeah, yeah, the yeah, head, yeah. Funnily, funnily enough, right? Over a hand. There was a performance from... It was the original Wizard of Oz, but also there's a performance from Wicked. You know the song oh. Defying Gravity? Yeah, so they threw that in there ah, as well. Good, okay. That'll yes. keep me happy then. If, yeah. if I was ever to go back and watch it, which I'm not, clearly. <laughs> Uh, because there's no point yeah so there you go so that was fun all around Um, last night we saw uh, comedian Ellie Taylor she was the latest celebrity to leave Strictly Come Dancing she missed out on the place of the quarter final uh, which takes place next week which is also musicals week Um, (gasps) I know devastating oh I'm going to have to miss that (laughs) she performed uh, Thelma and Louise themed jive to Brown Eyed Girl by Van Morrison and she was up against Fleur East in the dance off do that again Thelma and Louise Teamed. Yeah. Brown Eyed Girl. Yes. No, not working for me. Sorry. No. <laughs> yeah, because you I watch Strictly it. so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and other things that you don't watch that I do, uh, I'm a Celeb Final was on last night, the 2022 Boring. return to the jungle in Australia. It saw England football star Jill Scott. She won last last night. Who came second? Um, again, uh, Owen Warner, who's uh, he's on Hollyoaks. I didn't know him either. Right, but, no idea. And then um, third place was Matt Hancock. Right, he's there's more growth well. for him as well, isn't there? There is, yeah. Yeah, about how he got so far. And, yeah. Uh, some amazing social media campaign that was launched. I didn't know. Ah, I didn't know about yeah, this. Yeah, What's yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently there was some huge social media campaign that, that was being run by an agency. To keep him in? Yeah. Really? Pretty much. And they were targeting the young people. So oh, they're right. all over TikTok rather than kind of where uh, people who dislike him yeah. would be, like the old people on Facebook. Yeah. Down with that sort of thing. Oh man, I can't remember him. He was right. Bad. Yeah. So apparently there's kind of everyone's kind of going, is that where his fee went mm. to pay for that? To maybe kind of make him less, or so I was going to say less credible. How could you be less credible than him? <laughs> More less credible. Is that, a t- I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. So apparently, yeah, there would be questions. Yeah, yeah, but interestingly enough, because um, you know, the way, like there's cameras on them all the time. He mm. was getting caught because um, England, England rugby player Mike Tyndall was also in the jungle. He was uh, fourth to leave. Um, no, he wasn't the fourth to leave. He was he came fourth. Um, but he caught Matt putting like his because you know the way they so they have their numbers on the back of like their gilets and their t-shirts and stuff like that. And he kept like displaying his so the cameras would like catch the number. So you know he was. Definitely trying to get like people doing yeah, the, yeah, yeah. to, yeah. to well, vote I mean, for him. Yeah, you got to think of it. He's a politician and he's, yeah. he's trained. Yes. He is, yeah, the dark arts, as they say. <laughs> exactly. So if you want to check out the uh, coming out show, it'll be on Thursday night on Virgin Media One. And that is all the entertainment news that I have. Jack. The coming the coming out show? Yeah, that's what it's called. I'm a celebrity, the coming out show. Because okay, they come enough. out of the jungle. Have you never heard of that? It's been on for uh, a long yeah, time. On. You know, I don't watch it. So just don't <laughs> ask me. That's unfair. <laughs> Uh, right, we'll have a little bit of an ad. Broadcasting to South Dublin on 93.9. This is Dublin South FM. This is indeed Dublin South FM, and it is just about ooh, quarter past eight. Uh, I am Darren McNicholas, and uh, I'm still joined here by the amazing Kellyanne Evans. Hello. Kellyanne, Gigaroonies, yes. right? I know you have this huge, humongous <laughs> list. And, we, I, and in fairness now, because when we, we were chatting about it, we were kind of going, yeah, you know, we cover a few gigs and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. 
Uh, this is an astonishing list. I know, and it's only... And we're not going to get through it, thanks be to God. No, we are not. it will be just the next kind of, whatever we have left, 40 odd minutes if you yeah. just talk and, and trying to breed in between uh, <laughs> uh, not with steam. Because it's huge. It's a massive list. So there are a lot of huge. gigs happening this week alone, which is astonishing. I really didn't expect it. So if you have can I, can any I just interest... Right with the first two? Sure, okay, okay go so, for it. James Bay, uh, our own very own Neve Dunphy uh, yes. from Gigability, she's going to that. Oh, is she? Okay, so that's yes. on tomorrow night. That's tomorrow night in the Olympia the Theatre. So she's going to hopefully tell us about that next week. Mm-hmm. But oh my God, then it got to me Christy Moore on after Do that. Do you know what? Oh no, <laughs> I'll tell you, Vicar Street, I'll be there telling everybody to stop singing because they can't see me and I don't want to listen to them. Here's a little peek behind the curtain when I was putting this list together yesterday when I saw that mm-hmm. I, I said to Ross I guarantee he's going to go go do the Christy Moore impression Darry's going to do the Christy yeah, Moore impression now, that's fine. <laughs> So and he's playing Introducing Kellyanne Here we go Starting <laughs> 3, 2, 1 Okay so like Darren mentioned James Bay is uh, playing tomorrow night November 29th in the Olympia Theatre If you don't want to see that you have two other options you can go to Christy uh-huh. Moore in Vicar Street <laughs> or you can oh, you see um, the Royston Club who are playing upstairs in Whelan's they are all happening tomorrow um, then we have Wednesday uh, 30th of November we have Inhaler um, they're playing two nights so they will be playing November 30th and December 1st that will be in the Olympia as well uh, you can see Fontaine's then will be in Vicar Street November 30th to December 2nd you have Clipping which will be playing November 30th in Opium uh, oh, I'm not sure how to say this. Kezia Gill will be playing in the Workman's Cellar November 30th. Funny enough, actually, country and western. Really? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I never heard of... I, exactly, heard and of I only know because there's friends of mine in England who are stone mad about her. Right. They're just absolutely bonkers. I love her. her. Yeah, yeah, they travel all over England uh, just to go to her gigs and stuff like really? that. Really? Yeah, yeah, they have a camper van and all sorts of stuff. Oh my God. So yeah, no, she is. she's quite big. Um, so, you know... Big up there for that, like. <laughs> Big up, Kezia Gill. Yeah. Um, and we have The Cure are playing the Woo-hoo! Three Arena. That'll be December 1st. Um, you could see uh, Nada Surf instead in the Button Factory if you want. Or Girls Against Boys are playing in the Workman's Club. If you want to go see Grant Lee Phillips, that'll be December 1st in Whelan's. This is another one I probably will pronounce wrong. Uh, Moncrief, December 2nd in yeah, the Moncrief, Olympia yeah. Theatre. Yeah, yeah. Is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you're Great. good. You're good. Good. Thank you. Um, you have sc- <laughs> Scooter God Save scooter. the Rave ah, Tour Scooter Scooter Love it <laughs> Love it I just You know I'm of that age Where Scooter are just it They're the whole thing Really? Oh dear <laughs> God Glow sticks the whole lot We are talking Never mind Whatever the young people are up to like, yeah. What are the young people are up to now? Oh Scooter have already done it <laughs> That'll be December 2nd God Save the Rave Tour Um then we have Peaky hips out, aren't <laughs> we have a fairy tale of the Pogues, which is Pogues tribute uh, by the rapperies. That's in Green Room at in the Academy, December second. Going to play that Christmas song for two hours. <laughs> It'd actually be interesting to see what that would be like. Hmm. Um, and, and are we going to have the same debate this year about the fairy tale in New York and a cheap lousy faggot in or out? What do you mean, just in general with the people? Yeah. You know, like I was. Oh, last I did year, have that every I year. Think, I know. It's in the last couple of years now. It's been a bit kind of. It's taken out catchy. of the song. Is it? Yeah. Well, I was I listening know. to the other day. Actually, and I was having the same conversation, and it was in. It was well. <clears throat> um, where when I was working in retail and they played it, they took it out. Yeah, without. And maybe the that's just English because chain mm. 
So maybe that's right? maybe that's why it was, or it could have been just because it was before the watershed. I don't know, mm. but um, whether whether it's that or not, you know, you can have your debate while you go see the Pogues in the green room at the academy. Um, Duckworth are playing then December second, also in the academy. I'll be playing obviously in a different room, and then you have the Workman Cellar are going to have uh, Kinsey. Uh, there's a lot of stuff on December 2nd. If Le Boom then are in the Olympia Theatre. Then you have December 3rd. The Vamps are coming to the Three Arena. Bowling for Soup will love be in the Olympia. Olymp- I love Bowling yeah. for Soup. Yeah, I'd yeah. actually really like to go to that yeah. in the Olympia Theatre. Um, same night then you have Electric Six in the Academy. Now, in the well, you have the Thin Lizzie tribute actors. Thin as Lizzie, AZ, with support from the Animal Gang. Um... Then in the Workman's Salary, Jessica Hoop. Uh, Nation of Language will be in Whelan's. This is all December 3rd. December 4th, then, you can see Maverick Sabre in the Olympia Theatre. Um, oh, here's another one. Oh, and I'm a stand-up. Yeah, thank you. December 4th, in the Workman's Club. And finally, then, if Bruno Boy presents Dublin Loves at Domini, December 4th, in the Three Arena. Well done, Kellyanne. That's all the Thank you well done, very brilliant. much. That's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> that's all this week so that you well, have I'll no excuse you, if you want to go to a at, game yeah, if you're at home with young people and they say there's nothing on yeah <laughs> they uh, are lying yeah, they, they are lying they're just kind of talking out there <laughs> yeah send them to me and I will Could give them this pieces. list right a little bit of music you're going to have uh, LCD sound system with um, Drunk Gertles Oh, you are indeed listening to Dan and Darren Dub South FM. I am Darren McNicholas, and the time is now ooh, 25 past eight. Uh, it's kind of damp out, so that's the weather covered as well as everything else. So you are listening to 93.9 FM, and you can find us uh, online at www.dubsouthfm.ie, where you can listen live. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go uh, into Studio One, where we have standing by Kellyanne. Ross Evans with what we saw from the cheap seats. Hello and welcome to What We Saw from the Cheap Seats, the show that is so happy to finally talk about these two films. Ha <laughs> ha! a long nice. time coming. Hello, yeah. my name is Kelly. Tonight I am joined by my wonderful co-host and brother, Ross. Hello. Hello. I have been waiting for this. Yes, I know you have. We have been talking about these two films that Ross is going to review yeah. for a long, long time. We've been following them on the festival circuits. We've been really excited. It's finally here. Ross, what are we talking about today? Well, today we're talking about two films that are getting a limited release in the cinema this week and are both coming to Netflix next month. Mm-hmm. Two of the most anticipated films of the year, I would say. Yeah. Um, they are Glass Onion and Pinocchio. Yes, they are. So let's start with Glass Onion, shall we? <laughs> so We shall. <laughs> <laughs> this is one... Okay, so to go back, in 2019, a film came out called Knives Out, mm-hmm. which was very good. It was. And there were two sort of proposed, not sequels to Knives Out, sort of follow-ups that would follow uh, Benoit Blanc, mm-hmm. the character you mentioned earlier, played by Daniel Craig. Yes. Two, um, two more mysteries for him to solve. Now, Netflix bought the rights to these at auction for $469 million. At auction? Yeah. they. I think they outbid, was it Apple and Amazon were the other two big? 
I didn't know you could auction off film series. Yeah, That's so you can. fascinating. Yeah, I had no idea either, but yeah, they went for mad money. And you can see why, because I think there's so much potential in that first Knives Out. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I came out of that film in 2019, it was one of my favorite films of that year. What I loved about it was the way that writer director Ryan Johnson kind of takes because it's a whodunit it's a murder mystery mm-hmm. the way he takes these sort of like old familiar genre tropes and sort of honours them and revolutionises them at the same time yeah. with a lot of savvy um, this is sort of completely different it's a very different beast I would say so this as I say follows genius world renowned sleuth Benoit Blanc mm-hmm. southern dandy <laughs> who finds himself on a billionaire's island from a mysterious invitation. The billionaire in question is Edward Norton, part of a murderer's row, maybe non-metaphorically, <laughs> cast that also includes Janelle Monet, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr., Kate Hudson, Dave Bautista, Jessica Henwick, all gathered on this island for Edward Norton's murder mystery party. Mm. Only thing is, the murder mystery game stops being a game. <laughs> and with a crime to solve... Blanks on the case yet again. <laughs> now this, I thought, in the way that the first Knives Out is sort of a like an old-fashioned mystery with a new hat on, mm. this is a game in that Ryan Johnson and the cast and the way this film has been put together is like for maximum fun and bombast. Every twist, every detail, every little bit of the plot is sort of positioned in a way for pure entertainment. Okay. and. To that end, a lot like the first one, I won't actually say anything about it mm. in terms of detail because I feel like there's so much in this that people deserve to find out for themselves. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about like big reveals, big revelations and twists. Obviously, all that stuff is great as well. But there's jokes, there's lines, there's observations, there's cameos in this mm. that, you know, I, I just think are so much fun. I think this is one of the most purely wickedly entertaining films of the year so far and I think it's a shame that it's only in the cinema for a week because seeing this with a big crowd you know was was absolutely worth it felt like the way this film needed to be seen yeah I think like well I I think you mentioned before that the reason why streaming services have started doing this where they're releasing films for a week and then putting them on their streaming service is so they can be eligible for awards Mm. isn't that right? Yeah, so I I think it was a rule that they lifted and now I think it might be brought back where films have to at least play, for, I think it's at least a week in the cinema, okay. at least somewhere. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I'd, I'd be interested to see how this film does an award contention. I mm. think Knives Out was up for original screenplay in 2020. Um, Interesting. Should have won, I don't think it did. But um. But yeah, I... I am very excited to see how this goes over when it goes wide. It has yeah. been getting very good reactions so far. I'd be interested to see how it dates, how it ages. Right. Because I feel like that first Knives Out has, you know, sort of endured in the mm-hmm. last few years. This has a lot of satire about, like, COVID and particularly oh, entitlement okay. around the virus in the world of rich people. Right. There's a lot of satire in the tech industry and genius, you know, heavy air quote, disruptor figures. Right. Which... Might or might not be relevant if, you know, if anyone out there listening is a billionaire who's recently bought a social media platform, mm. maybe this is well-timed. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I thought this was great fun. I really, really enjoyed this. So there was another film out 
uh, well, recently really. enough. Yeah, okay. I was oh. gonna I was gonna lead up, but yeah. Okay, no no no, it. sorry, lead it up. I thought you were moving on to Pinocchio. Do you wanna No no what I was oh, gonna you gotta say see how they won? No. Oh, no. Okay, okay. Sorry, I'll let you I'll let you go. <laughs> Here on Dublin Seven, <laughs> we are professionals. Consumer professionals. Um I was going to say there was another film recently out with where rich people play a murder mystery game that turns out to not be a game, which is bodies, bodies, bodies. And if you'd have let me finish, that would have been an amazing segue. Fantastic, I was going to wonderful. ask you, how do you think that this one held up because this is the second film in in recent times that follows rich people playing a murder mystery game that's not really a game. Probably a slightly different audience. How do you find that the two kind of played against each other? Well, I, I think they both make a lot of like very specifically modern references that sort of makes me wonder how they're going to date. Okay. Really. I think in terms of them both taking on that idea, I think Glass Onion is a bit more robust and a bit more elegant. Mm-hmm. I think Buddies, Buddies, Buddies sort of... For me, none of its jabs really landed outside right. of like, unless you were like very online and had an awareness of it. And there's a lot of that stuff in Glass Onion as well. But I also think there's a lot of fun narrative twists and like Knives Out, a lot of focus on playing the game mm-hmm. and how is how is this film going to tell its story in a way that I think is a lot more satisfying than Buddies, Buddies, Buddies. Okay. So I'd probably give this one the edge now and in terms of staying power. Yeah. How now? How would you rate it? <laughs> <laughs> I would give this a very, very strong, very, very, um, yeah, very enthusiastic four bottles of Jeremy Renner's hot sauce out of five. I'm not gonna ask. No, Let's but just it is responsible for one of my biggest laughs at the set of this year. Great. Um, and and you'll know which one when you see it. And you can find out. Um, if you if you catch it while it's in the cinema, you can find out what Ross is talking about, or you can also check it out on Netflix when it drops next week. Another film that's oh, in the cinema. It's oh. actually dropping on the twenty third. On the twenty third, excuse me. But Ross. you know it is dropping next week. <laughs> you know what is dropping next week? It's Pinocchio. Yes, it is. This is Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, which is a film that I was lucky enough to be at the world premiere of. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing: over the last few weeks on the show, I've been maybe dropping some subtle hints that this could be my film of the year. Subtle. Very subtle. Very very subtle. Um, But this is a film that has been in development since 2008. No studio would touch it. It's kind of been in and out. Yeah. Oh my God. Guillermo del Toro, he said he's been working on this longer than anything. And this is the film he's most passionate about releasing. Yeah. Because he said in many ways, and I, I think this is true, a lot of his films can be traced back to the Pinocchio story. So. Okay. Finally seeing his interpretation of it. And you can see how where all that time and passion has gone. Mm-hmm. This is beautiful. So this is the story of Pinocchio, the wooden boy. Mm. But it moves the action to Italy. Okay. During the Second World War. And sort of directly deals with the looming shadow of fascism. Mm-hmm. Now, I think this is a perfect balance between what makes that story work, what makes the fairy tale work, and... What I love about Guillermo del Toro's films, which is this real focus on disobedience. Yeah. It's something you see a lot, particularly with Pan's Labyrinth. Mm -hmm. The idea of particularly children not obeying for the sake of obeying. And the idea that you find your place in the world by questioning things, by asking questions about everything and not just blindly following. Mm. Um, Which I think 
really incorporates well into the story of Pinocchio. But what I like about it is that, you know, because it is that setup of uh, a master craftsman making a wooden son who goes on an adventure. Yeah. Then, but what I love about this that most other screen adaptations of Pinocchio don't really do or sort of forget about is remembering that that character is a representation of Geppetto's love, of his grief for the son that he lost. And I think this is incredibly heartfelt. Yeah. I think this is very passionate. And I, I really think that emotional core and that heart is exactly what makes this work. And I think it teams, like, it. I feel like the combination of that winning sweetness and sincerity and the folks on the father and the son mm-hmm. in equal measure, it really feels like everything that Guillermo del Toro's made, his films about adults and his films about children and the concerns of those respective groups sort of coming together in this really beautiful way. I think it's a really important film for children to see, that whole message about questioning, you know, the idea of like not obeying authority just because you're told to. Yeah. But I also think it's a film that anyone can enjoy because it's so emotionally rich, it's so smart and the way it uses that historical context, I think really draws out this beautiful story about love, grief, the responsibility that, you know, the responsibility, I suppose, that a parent owes a child, Mm -hmm. the relationship between a son and his father, a father and his son, a boy in his country, all of this. And I think it's really fantastically realised, beautifully realised with the sort of tactile animation. I love how Pinocchio moves in this. One detail I love is that he's made of quite rough wood. Okay. So when he lies and his nose grows, it kind of bloom, blossoms out in like tree branches, quite jagged, sort of way. <laughs> I'm doing sound effects. You know I'm excited. <laughs> but I think the way all of this comes together on the screen, even though it's been, you know, even though it's been in production for so long, there's no sort of, it, there's no sign of a difficult production to mm. it. And in a year that's been a strong year for animation, particularly stop motion animation, yeah. We've already seen stuff like Mad God and stuff like Wendell and Wild. I think this is the best of them all. I think this is absolutely gorgeous. It's one of the best things Guillermo del Toro has ever done. And on top of all the genius thematic stuff and the heartfelt emotional stuff and the unbelievable craft stuff, I just think it's a really enjoyable uh, fantasy romp, a really enjoyable family film, but one that I think anyone can enjoy and anyone should watch. I think this is... You know, again, I've brought it up incidentally over the last few weeks, but I'm going to say it explicitly now. This is my film of the year at the minute. I think this is just, it's everything I love about Guillermo del Toro. It's everything I love about his work and his worldview and the way he uses his influences. And I I just think this is incredible. Probably his most emotional film as well. Mm. Particularly the climax was just... Really hard hitting. It's really warm and soft. And one last note that I think is, if people are going to watch this, and you absolutely should, anyone who's listening to this, if you're going to watch it and you don't know who Kate Blanchett voices, don't look it up because seeing her name come up in the credits beside the character she plays is one of the biggest laughs I've ever gotten watching a film. Really? Oh, my God. Is the whole thing stop, stop motion? Yeah. I thought it was just Pinocchio. No, no, no. The, the whole, whole thing, thing is done with, like, puppets. Okay. And it's really beautifully designed. Interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And I think it is absolutely fantastic. All that hard work has paid off. This is a masterpiece. 
What's your rating? I don't have any questions because you just <laughs> you answered them all. Oh well. What are you giving it? Well, only for the fourth time this year, I'm going to give a perfect score. This mm-hmm. is five mugs of hot chocolate out of five, and it joins. Let's see, licorice pizza, worst person in the world, and everything everywhere all at once as my tens, as my perfect yeah. scores this year. And I mean, if your last your your film of the year last year was West Side Story, so and you just talked about West Side Story to me yeah. for this whole year. So if this is anything to go by, I feel like twenty twenty three is just going to be full of you making Pinocchio references. Yeah, reject tradition, embrace modernity. Reject West Side Story or Bryce Pinocchio, <laughs> but also Bryce West Side Story because it's genius. Is that coming to Netflix as well? Or um, Disney Plus? No, I think West Side Story is staying on Disney Plus for the time being. Go watch West Side Story. Not Star- West Side Story, Pinocchio. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were still talking about West Side Story. No. Pinocchio <laughs> is coming. So it's in the cinema at the moment. It's staying in there a little bit longer than Glass Onion, but then it is coming to Netflix on the 9th of December and anyone who can watch it should watch it. Beautiful. I should have never mentioned West Side Story because I just set you off. So uh, there you go. If you can, if you can, go and see those films in the cinema. And if you can't, they will be coming to streaming very soon. Ninety-three point nine, Dublin South FM. This is indeed Dublin South FM, and I am uh, Darren McNicholas, and it was the amazing and uh, very informative what we saw from the cheap seats with Kellyanne and Ross. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm all the better for what I know now. Uh, yeah, thanks very much, guys. Yeah, no that's the goal, isn't it? Yep. Educate, change lives, <laughs> inspire, inform. Oh God, that sounds like a oh indoctrination from somewhere. <laughs> that's just you know, sit over, sit over here. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Yeah. Right, lads, where can people find more of what we saw from the cheap seats? You know, they're just kind of going, oh, God, they're great. Where else can I think? <laughs> There's got to be more. Well. You're in luck. If you like this, you can find our podcast. You have a podcast? We do. Oh, we do. Where have you got a podcast? Well, Darius, wherever you get your podcast, you can just search what we saw from the cheap seats. And oh boy, you will find us there. Yes, you will. Yeah. uh, You'll also find the Regina Spectre album of the same name, which is also very good. Yes. But... But find us as well. There we yeah, go. Yeah, but not as good as you guys. Because I, I, no. you know, I do listen to your podcast myself and I no. do find it very informative and I do okay, know you know you. way too much. <laughs> <laughs> Only by well, film, though. Well, that's our outlet to get all that stuff out. <laughs> to make room for the new stuff that right. comes in. Yes. Okay, fair enough. So, Still working on the pushing the pull door and pulling mm. the push doors, though. Uh-huh. We're we will there. get there eventually. Uh, well, hey, speak for you yourself. Know. I got them right earlier. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, let's, let's, let's try and get out. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be so much fun. Oh, I'm going to laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But that's so where, where can people find you? That's it. It's yeah. just I, at the minute. Um, you find Twitter, us on Twitter. You're not on Instagram. I mean, yeah. you're not on Boxed. We're well, on, we Letterboxd. Are on Twitter. Twitter Boxed. Yes. Boxed. Um, uh, I'm. I think I'm just like Ellian Evans on Twitter and Letterboxed. Yeah, I'm at One Wing Kaiju on Twitter and the Scoundrel All Our Case on Letterboxed. I'm more active on Letterboxed these days than anything else. Because mm-hmm. like it's Twitter just. Gone, no slaves. Mm. Or has it? I don't know. I mean, there was that like everyone was mourning it. Last day of Twitter, last Jumping, Friday. Yeah. And then, you know, the next day, just going on. It's still like it going, was. yeah. I definitely haven't been using it as much. I reckon a lot of people probably haven't as well. Because mm. it still all feels a bit precarious at the minute. It's still all very up in the air when you're using it. So, yeah, you know, follow me on Twitter for the time being. 
But yeah, we also knows? have a podcast Twitter at What We Saw Pod. We so while Twitter's still afloat, you can follow yeah. us there. Take Twitter's advantage of every minute. Yeah. No, I I doubt it. It's going to lumber on. Where can yeah. people find you, Dara, if they want to? Uh, people can find me at macnicholasmedia.ie. Uh, you'll find me also on Facebook under the same thing and Instagram. Um, yeah, pretty much. That's kind of, yeah, that's where you'll find me if you're interested. Okay. Lovely. Wonderful. Yeah, good stuff. Right, lads. What's TV happening, boys? Oh, did I tell you I finished Andor? Oh, did you? we haven't yeah. even started. We haven't wow, started go watch it. Yeah. Go yeah. watch it. Heard yeah. it's good. Absolutely deadly. I think it's, there's just something about the scale. Yeah. Okay. Like the cityscapes are bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's some real sort of real. Wow. You know, to kind of spend some money on it. Right. You know? Proper spectacle then. Like yeah, in absolutely. a way that. Yeah, yeah. Because no, definitely. Because it's not just kind of like your man in the, in, in the blue puffer jacket. Yeah. But they didn't film in the volume. True. That's the and thing, they actually filmed on location for Andor. Yeah, which is like a common complaint with a lot of Star Wars, particularly the shows, is that they, they haven't looked good. So that's like, it's quite reassuring to hear that yeah. Andor kind of mixes that up. Yeah, it's kind of grim. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's a nice. political thriller more, isn't I think it, it is, actually. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah, definitely. Um, with a lot of pew-pew in it as well. That's I mean, that's good. what you want, yeah. to be yeah. honest. Like, that's, yeah. That's you know, what you, that kind yeah. of thing, you know. Yeah. yeah. So no, it's, it's, it's definitely <laughs> worth it. Yeah. Oh, that's good. No. We'll have no. to give it a watch. Yeah, it sounds Just good. Just a lot of we're, we're we have to do a Star Wars rewatch. Oh, we're yeah. pretty much at the beginning, so take yeah. us a while yeah, well, before we get to Andor. Right, we'll and uh, yeah, uh, Angelica Houston, by the way. Ah, yes, why? Well, I, I, I googled that. that. Sorry, it's uh, not like I remember. Yeah, I wouldn't have had to Google that. <laughs> yeah, but you never told me, so I told you first. So there. Well, that's true. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Did see that is true. Mm. Mm. Right, well, we don't really know about um, TV shows this week but Ross there are a whole lot of films that are coming out yes there is and if you happen to be near movies at Dundrum this Friday you can see Violent Night in which Stranger Things star David Harbour plays Santa Claus fighting some baddies in a hardcore 18 rated action film I think it's right I did so excited for uh, this oh, so am I <laughs> I think next week or the week after there's Avatar The Way of Water and also Whitney Houston biopic, I Want to Dance with Somebody. Okay. Sorry, Ross, just interrupt you. What's the scuttlebutt yeah. on Avatar 2? Um, as in, like, what, you know, what's going on with it? Or? Yeah, what's the general feeling towards it? Yeah, I mean, some people are a bit ambivalent, but then there are people that were ambivalent about the first one who really, there's been a massive turnaround on the first one. Whereas, like, people that for years maybe didn't like it have went back and watched it and went, no, actually, this is a lot better than we maybe gave it credit for. I think it's making a big resurgence. I haven't revisited it myself in a while. I'm hoping to do that for the second one. But um, but yeah, I, I'm i always going to turn out for a James Cameron movie and I always love a James Cameron interview because he does not care. He will just say anything and he's <laughs> refreshingly honest, I would say. And I'm, uh, so I'm curious about this. Not quite excited, but I'm interested. Yeah. It'll, yeah, it'll, it'll probably break the box office like the first one did. I'd right? imagine so. Um, but that's that's just in... Well, also playing in Dundrum is White Noise, the new film from Marriage Story director Noah Bambach, kind of, which is also coming to Netflix later this month, kind of an apocalyptic comedy. It's also playing in the IFI as our social drama Tori and Lakita and costume drama Corsage, which are coming later this uh, later in December. Uh, the IFI is doing some Christmas movie re-releases including The Bishop's Wife, Fanny and Alexander, and It's a Wonderful Life. Now, can I ask you a question, Kelly? 
Of course you can. If people don't want to go out and see It's a Wonderful Life, if they don't want to look at it, they only want to listen to it, is there anything they can do about that? Oh, do you know what? They are in luck because the Mill Theatre in Dundrum are putting on the radio play of It's a Wonderful Life from the 30th of November to the 3rd of December. So if you're not interested in watching it, you can go see the Sandy for Little Theatre Company put on the same Christmas radio play that came out in 1947, hosted by Jimmy Stewart and Donna oh. Reed, although Jimmy Stewart and Donna Reed will not be doing this one. Um, they will have the radio play with radio advertisements of the era, sound effects and musical interludes. Um, it's the tale of George <coughs> Bailey, for those of you who don't know, who has so many problems that he is contemplating ended it all by jumping from a bridge in the icy waters below. Clarence and Angel intercedes to show George what life would have looked like without him. Can he convince George to return to his family and understand that no matter the dif- no matter the difficulties, it really is a wonderful life? You will have to find out either by oh. listening or going to see it. Now, in the middle, the showtime is 8pm. Tickets are 15 euro. Yes, Ross? Oh, no, I was going to say, <laughs> to my big sister Kelly, the smoothest host in town... <laughs> <laughs> Slightly less smooth when you were, when you had to get my attention there, but that's okay. Um, now we have. Uh, if you don't want to see that, you can go see a night of one acts, the thirtieth of November, also in the mill. Um, last week I mentioned a thousand deaths by John Clancy and Purple Scroll by Shanti Daly, which are uh, the Balali players are putting on. They will also be uh, performing that night, as well as the Black Pepper Theatre. Um, Sorry, I can't read my own handwriting. Black Pepper Theatre presents From Eden. It's a tender comic drama about two lost individuals, Alan and Eva, who find themselves locked in a bathroom together on New Year's Eve while the party continues outside the door. It's an ideal meeting. Both of them have secrets to hide and they need each other, someone to listen and understand. So if you want to see that, tickets are €15. Showtime is half seven and that will be for all three of those uh, a night of one act, both of those are in the mill. Um, if you would like to go ice skating this year, I have good news for you, Ross. Oh, Dundrum on Ice is back! Yay! Yay! Um, I'm Same. not excited about Dundrum on Ice just because I can't skate. And the no, last time I tried I, once. Yes, I tried once Didn't and I well. wouldn't do it again. The last time I went, I was gripping the side of the ice rink, um, leading the crowd of also terrified skaters around the edge. Very nice. Yes. Not not the edge from you two. No, not with the edge from you two. I thought that would have been a very interesting story to tell. True. <laughs> now, is there anything people can do if they're interested in uh, Polish cinema in, in the city? Yes. Um, <laughs> if you would like to, uh, I was going to say take part, you can't take part in it, but you can go watch the Polish Film Festival be taking place in the, um, oh my God, I forgot to put it down. Is it the IFI? Uh, it's, it's the, the IFI, IFI yeah. yes. I thought I wrote it down and I didn't. Um, again, such a professional. Uh, December 8th to the 11th, um, you can go see that. That's going uh, to be some good stuff on that. Yep. No, they just had the French Film Festival there, so it'll be interesting to see what the Polish True, Film Festival is like. the French Film like. Festival with some juicy re-releases of some Godard films and Three Colours Red. So all the information for everything that we mentioned tonight, all the gigs that I somehow managed to breeze through, and everything can be found on Ticketmaster.ie, MillTheatre.ie, DundrumOnIce.ie, and MoviesAtDundrum.ie. Wonderful. Dundrum, Wunderbar. Dundrum, Dundrum on Ice, yeah, great lads. 
<clears throat> have you been? Would I? No, I'd be a bit like Kellyanne. Yeah. You know, I'd be kind of coming home with less fingers. Yeah, right I right. know. Yeah. Oh, fear of mine. Falling, hands yeah, splayed out, gone. someone coming. Just, no way. Yeah, manicure. I, of, uh, absolutely worst. not. I, I was going around on one of those penguin things and an old woman stole it from me. And I'm, I'm still quite bitter about that. Yeah, and that was a good few years ago. So, yeah. you know, he doesn't hold a grudge at no. all. Yeah, I love it. Anyway. So, lads, that comes to the end of our show tonight. Like, thank everybody for listening. Um, I have been Darren McNicholas. I've been Callie Evans. I have been Ross Evans. Listen, we'll talk to you. Well, actually, no, we won't talk to you guys next week. Give yourself and Dan here next week um, for our uh, final show of Dan and Dara Doability. Um, kind of really looking forward to that. Uh, it'll be a roundup of pretty much everything we've done and... and uh, Everywhere we've been over on the radio over the last uh, kind of two two or so years. Um, so we look forward to talking to you then. And uh, we'll see you all uh, very, very soon. Take care.